welcome to Tell the Damn Story, the podcast that celebrates the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully along the way, helps you decide how you want to tell that damn story, your damn story. And today we're going to talk about getting positive. But first, who is talking to us? Well, according to a friend of the show, one of them is the singular sensation, the devotee of Dante, the historian of homicide, the reporter with the scoop, inspector, detective, mythological master, high school herder, the bro from City of Woe, your kin from City of Sin, and a genius at your high school, and the guardian of the gal- uh, <laughs> the guardian of the goddess, me, Chris Ryan. All right, we'll explain that one in a minute. And yeah. who do I have guiding the way? Well, it's the legendary comics book, comic book scribing, iconic teenage detectives writing, great underused character developing, and globe-trotting creator of the world-renowned Blackjack. Aaron Blackjack Day, the African-American soldier of fortune set in the 1930s whose adventures reflect today's problems. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the one, the only, the absolutely <laughs> iconic Alex Simmons. <laughs> and the crowd went wild, all two of them. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Um, that was a tongue twister there. <laughs> well, that's a tongue twister. That's fun. It was so much fun, but it was my way of thanking um, a friend of the show and a friend of ours, uh, Maureen Britt, who um, good, good, was rich. kind enough to, she was kind enough to write that up last week uh, when you, you made you did me a great generous um, um, gifting of time and experience, my man, my friend, my brother. Uh, Alex had me on as a guest of his Go Right to It uh, writing class, and I got to meet a, a good number of the students there. And um, international, the, by the way, international. international? We're going to yeah, talk right. about that. Um, and one of the things that happened was Maureen Britt uh, got to introduce me, and that's how she wrote it up. Yeah. Uh, kind of a, a tribute to how we opened this show, and I wanted to shout her back. So thank you very much, Maureen. And that was a lot of fun. A lot of, made a bit too much fuss about me, but you know, hey, never, 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 <laughs> never, 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 never. Deal with uh, it. Deal- Deal with it. Deal with it. Okay. Alex, I'd like to talk about that class. You mean, what, what, what? The go right for it class? The go right for it. What did I say? Go right to it? Uh, hey, I'm, we don't need to. Go, go right for it. Go right, <laughs> go to right it. for go, it. Go right to it has been canceled. Now go right for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, last week uh, I got to be a guest and. Um, and they loved you. Listen, loved you. It was a, well, it was a lot of fun. I loved them right back. Um, and I wanted to talk about. Uh, thanking Valerie and Carla Wiley and Maureen Britt again and Lord Zach. You got to be cool to have a name named Lord Zach. Real. And Bill Gray. Um, and Elijah came in at the end, and we even had a ninja viewer. Yes. And the shadows there was Gene Adams, we That's heard. Right. And uh, great, to, great to know that I was in his presence, Lil. It's always an honor to be in his presence. But uh, Lord Zach and Bill Gray and Carla and Maureen and, and Valerie, they had some great questions. Um, and that is the key, you know, when, you, when you're out there and you're, you're putting work out there to, to be blessed enough to hear something back 
Now, I'm not saying that they read any of my stuff, but that be willing well, to... Well, actually, Maureen has. Maureen has, yes. Maureen, God yeah. bless that, Maureen. She was holding up some books. Yeah, yeah. bro. She was holding some books that are off the market right now. God bless her. <laughs> you don't want to know what you have to go through to get those things, man. They haven't found the bodies yet, but that's okay. It was worth it. I might not be another case for Mallory and Gunnar, but I wanted to thank everybody who participated in that. And uh, is it still up on your uh, oh, yeah. page on Facebook? Yes, it is, but uh, only for the folks in the group. Uh, go Write For It is a private uh, writing group that I put together uh, based on um, a series of writing programs and projects that I do, such as the Now's the Time to Write the Crime, which is, you know, where I teach tips on mystery writing. And I also write, you know, I also am a writing coach and consultant, so I have students do that. So Go Write For It is a gathering place for them on Facebook. So on that, or in that group, is where the video of your interview is still sitting. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm and sorry that it's not available publicly, but okay. Yeah, some of Maybe the, someday. Yeah, oh, yep, yep, yep. Someday, mm -hmm. please, Santa. Okay. <laughs> okay, some of the students who could not be there that night due to either work or weather, um, actually have also, you know, watched the video and they they send their regrets that they missed that opportunity and they hope to, you know, to get it again. And I'm going to go on the site while we're talking and check and see if they dropped any of their questions there because I, I gave them permission. I said, do that and I'll get them to Chris or he'll pop in and he'll check, them, check on them and get back. And so I'll go look in, you know, in a little bit and see what happens. And, you know, it's what they're doing. You know, going and being creative and uh, educating themselves with uh, under the tutelage of the legendary Alex Simmons. Um, that's exactly kind of uh, exactly kind of okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> it ties in pretty directly with what we want to talk about today, which is about you know as we draw to an end of this endless year of yeah. chaos and mayhem and and diseases and shutdowns oh my you know like lions and tigers and bears oh my that's nothing oh better nothing, nothing compared to 2020 wow. baby <laughs> but now's the time to turn around and and uh start writing in a different way you know yeah yeah we lived all that but now now we want to write and and um the positive energy from the show you know, kind of led us to that. That's what we want to encourage is that positive, you know, yeah, you know, uh, and it's funny. Maybe not a happy ending, but a hopeful ending, you know, yeah, we get we get sometimes we get nudge, smack, shove uh, for for our uh, let's see. What has it been called? Uh, positive, naive, uh, unwoke, uh, unreal uh, attitudes about some of the stuff that's going on. I mean, I'm going to look at it this way. If you see a, if you're standing out in the middle of the plains and there's a herd of thousands of buffalo charging you and you've got no way to go, you're going to panic and, and you're going to, you know, in any moment I'm going to be, you know, so much peanut butter in the ground. But if you're 30 miles away watching that herd coming and you got a horse, I'm figuring you got a chance. And I sort of, that's the way I sort of look at things. It's, you know, until I am down and out, I got a chance, and I think that's what a lot of us just need to remember. You know, don't quit the fight until you can't lift your fist anymore, or you can't speak out on your behalf anymore, and you can't make a difference anymore because you're dead. Okay, you know what? All right, I'll turn it over to somebody else then. But yeah, I think we 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 we're always looking for answers. We're always looking for 
you know, what, what is the light at the end of this tunnel? What are what other metaphors you may want to go for? But we're always trying to see how do we move forward and how do we tell stories that help others move forward? And, you know, and again, last thing I'll say uh, for a second <laughs> is, that, you know, media, you know, I get it. I'm not for it, but I get it that, you know, media's attitude is negativity sells, you know. So you're going to get a lot more negativity, you know, counts of that as opposed to the positive things that are going on, the positive things that people are doing. But that doesn't mean that, that, that none of that stuff, none of that good stuff is happening. And so once again, let's stay, have, let's stay positive. I have some positive advice for them, you know. And, you know, in 2021, let's move on to other stories. Yeah, you know, yeah, or, yeah. All of 2020, everything was funneled through one story. Yes, yes. You know, I was talking to the, the goddess the other day. I, said, I don't even know what's going on in other countries. I mean, besides COVID, I don't know what's going on. I'd really like to know, you know. And one of the ways I'd like to know, and one of the things that I'm discovering, one of the pieces of gold that I'm discovering is that when you start looking, what you see yes, is really positive stories, you know. Um, well, haven't, haven't we said on, on, a, on several episodes, we've talked about when you look into the abyss, the abyss, the abyss looks back into you? Well, yeah. yeah, you stay constantly looking at, watching, you know, suckling on the breast of negativity. That's, that's what you're full of. That's, yeah. that's what's going to come foremost in your mind is all the garbage that's going on, all the anger, the hate, whatever else is out there that's, that's not going to help you grow and move forward. And, and build a world that you want to live in. So, and uh, I would say yeah. that you you could make the choice to look into the abyss, or you could look up into the bright blue sky or the beautiful night sky and see the stars. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. Yeah. And I think it's time for us to move that neck up. <laughs> yep. For real, get it's that time. weight off your shoulders and look up. So, speaking of looking up, let us let us talk about that. You were saying, and and I know you wanted to to share a little bit more of the positivity of the folks that you met with in in my little group, and then I think segueing from what they what I see they took on, and I'm going to share some of that uh, is positive, and then we can move forward from there. So, I mean, I continually uh, got surprise surprise gifts. During, especially during the Q and A, you know, um, like someone asked about my writing process, and I, I always talk about the uh, index cards and all that. Which you know, any <laughs> twenty episodes, you're going to hear me explain that ten times, right? So, um, and then I think it was Bill. And Bill turned and I said, "Thank you," and and you know, it sounded like he was going to give it a try, and that's that lights up the soul a bit. It's like, okay, maybe you know, maybe I made his process a little easier maybe you know and uh, when we talked about uh blackjack and we were talking about you know there's that uh thin line or that questionable line between honoring and um appropriation you know mm -hmm. and then you and i have had conversations on this show about whether or not uh a caucasian like me could write uh aaron blackjack day and of course we came to the conclusion that it's all about respect and it's all about research and it's all about, you know, so we're talking about that. And then the great, the mighty, the legendary Carla Way said, uh, made the great uh, observation that I tend to focus on uh, the exterior stories of blackjack and you, of course, the interior. And 
and I was able I was able to talk about again. I thought it was really another positive point of the uh, of the session was that you know I think that it's the respectful way, you know, I, uh, to to think that I could write uh, the black experience. <laughs> it, you know, I mean, I think it's it's not necessarily disrespectful. But when the two of us are, are, you know, writing the character, clearly, I think it's the proper thing to do is to leave that to someone who has lived and created the character and, and lived experiences that can inform the character that I have, you know, I have not been privy to just by the, you know, accident of our births, right? Mm. Um, and I, I, I mean, there are characters that are... Uh, uh, diverse in my writing and the ones who are in there, uh, you know, you have to show respect. You have to do research. You have to vet them, you know, with people who would know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, all of those things are positive steps, you know, something, something well worth striving for. I mean, I think both you and I, you know, strive for a certain, uh, element of, of genuine yeah. emotion and content to our characters. I have, you know, I, I say this fondly, I have never been a woman nor a cartoon dog. So, you know, I cannot write from having lived either of those experiences. But I do I, my homework to the I best. Was, I, was, I was a cartoon for about three weeks. But three, three weeks. So three, yeah, three, I got oh, better. I got better. You got better, yeah. The medication... <laughs> But, you know, the, the reality there is, you know, you, you pull on what you do know. You pull on and, and, you, and you utilize feelings, emotions, experiences that you have had that might be more universal. But then you go and you do your homework, you know, in, in the research. Uh, and then also, once you've written the material, you put it in front of people who you trust, right. who can advise you. On whether or not you hit it, did you did you know did you get as close as you possibly could? Did you actually bullseye a thing here or there, you know, or do you need to go back to the drawing board? You know, these are these are those questions you 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 should be willing to ask and and be willing to listen to the answers if you really want your work to grow and 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 improve and serve the story and serve your audience and be ready. I learned this lesson accidentally, but be ready when you're challenged. You know? mm. uh, I had um, a former uh, high school classmate um, and and really short-lived band member um, and uh, uh, veteran uh, NYPD cop uh, come at me on uh, Facebook one night, you know, and said, really, come on. What right do you have to write about cops? How are you going to know how to get that right? And I was able to, with respect, because, you know, it is what it is. But, and I said, well, uh, by doing the research and, and having it vetted by an NYPD veteran, and it happened to be a sergeant that he had worked with when he was on the job. Mm. So when I let him know that, oh, I didn't know. It was clear that he had never read, read the book. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you have to take but it wound up being positive in that and rather than getting into some kind of 
relationship exactly. argument that would end a friendship. You yeah. know, we're able to take it in a different way. And I think um, that's one of the corners that I think we have to turn. You yeah, know, you know, I'm, I'm also sorry for, um, you know, certainly we both, when people do come at us for whatever reason along those lines, it, it's uncomfortable or it's not, it's not anything we desire. But I also, you know, feel sorry for the fact that a person is in a, in a frame of mind where they feel a need to do that, you know, and, and not speaking, not focusing on this individual, right. but saying, you know, that when, when we, when we as human beings reach a point where Lord knows whatever the frustrations awaits the things that we're carrying are such that the, our only action is to, is to somehow grumble at, at someone else or grumble at something, you know, and, and it's, it's always useful if we can find some way of, of hearing them and maybe being able to, as you did in this case, be respectful and say, I say that because I think it's important now that we start making those choices to turn the conversation positively if we can. And, and back so, into a conversation, too. Yes, yeah. and, and, and yes, be positive and continue the conversation. Keep on talking because, I mean, we're to the point now where uh, apparently there's another, there's a thing that would be like a Facebook for the Republicans. So they're leaving Facebook, leaving that to kind of the Democrats, and they have their own. So now we've created a complete app for each bubble. Oh, God. You can't grow. You can't grow. And, you know, God bless them. Everybody can go to whatever app they want. Um, But at a certain point, and hopefully it's, you know, in face-to-face communication, or hopefully it's in those little moments where we start to move forward and i'm not asking anyone to uh ascribe to all my beliefs and i'm just asking that they don't demand that i ascribe to all theirs you know but but have the conversation and you know find a way to move forward positively so speaking of moving forward positively so there we were with this group of wonderful people who came from different corners of the earth not all of them but several of them are living off continent and um, they were all there for the the learning experience and 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 the growing experience of, uh, as writers, as creative writers. And and a number of them were new to the game, and some had written other material. So I'm just you know, one of the things I want to say is I want to thank them for leaping at the opportunity to uh, listen to you talk and for being the, the respectful audience that they were. But I also want to say, you know, I really want to applaud them and, and others out there who are not under my particular legendary tutelage, uh, who are really traveling that road to, to telling their story, to, to learning to write, to, to getting that book or that short story or that poem or whatever it is out of their head and onto a surface to be able to share it with others. That is a major positive leap forward. And I think that's one of the things, too, I mean, that we're talking about today is positive creativity. What, whatever it is you're going to write, I'm going to start it with this. Whatever it is you're going to write, the fact that you finally decide, damn it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to take that leap. I'm going, to, I'm going to try and do the best I can, or I'm going to figure out, or I'm going to look for help to get, to get this story out of me. 
let me you know, let me give you you know major major thumbs up on that, major applause on that because we do need to communicate more. We need we do need to tell our stories. We do need to get some of those life experiences and things out of our heads and out into the public so that we can share more easily the similarities. Yeah, we'll see some some differences differences too, but share more of the similarities of what it is to be a human being living on the planet. And we're in, you know, we have to acknowledge that that is an act of bravery and it's an act of adventure, being adventurous mm -hmm. and, and uh, being alive. And you should celebrate that. Yeah. Know? Right now, we have a great opportunity to write the world we want to live in. You yeah. Know? Uh, I think that's a unique time right now, you know, where we have to make a choice. Are we going to continue to um, wallow in what has been, or are we going to, you know, because there's a couple of glimpses of the way forward and to celebrate those. Yeah. You know, I was looking at a simple rebellion and it, you know. That's it, your, your book. Yeah. And I used to think of it as a, political thriller. But now I think of it as uh, an American horror story. <laughs> okay. With a hopeful ending, you know? And um, it's, it's uh, if we don't choose as an entire country, right? If we look at us, ourselves as those groups instead of these Americans, you know, or these humans, we're doomed. But if we start to act together, if we start to allow the differences, if we start to celebrate what's good in this world, I think it sounds like uh, one of the Lord of the Rings characters. Could you celebrate what's good in this world and worth fighting for? Um, <laughs> but that was, that was that was interesting. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's how we. Uh, start getting, you know, getting to feel better about so much. And again, you, you have to project, you have to live, you have, you know, people say, you know, dress for the job you want and the job you have. I say live for the life you want and, in, in, and create the world you want to exist in. I, I want to I jump on that. Um, two hey. Yeah, well, see, so you're 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 bookmaster here. Uh, Chris reads more books than I breathe air, um, and and that's that's yeah, that's that's who you are. We're gonna get you a shirt that says that. But uh, two things crossed my mind: uh, a science fiction book that I read years and years ago uh, by Clifford D. Simic called "Out of Their Minds," mm -hmm. and and in it, he. <laughs> The premise is that there's a crack that's occurring between our real world and an existing dimension that was created out of the, the gazillion minds of the planet fixating on certain specific fictional characters over hundreds of years. And that these creatures, these characters were, were created into existence, were brought into existence in this other dimension because so many people believed in them or, or focused on them. And so now there's a crack in the dimensional wall and they're starting to filter into our world and it's going to be catastrophic if the right things doesn't happen. 
So um, I was enjoying reading this because, you know, you got, you've got Mickey Mouse popping into the reality and stuff like that. He had some of these funny moments. But the thing that, uh, that I'm going to point out was it, the story supposedly takes place in a slightly futuristic world. And you could go fishing still. There were, there were clean streams with fish. There were flowers. There was sun shining, not, not you know, smog. There was not a wasteland of bodies and things like that. And yes, here comes this big catastrophic event, but into Earth that still existed, and somehow we'd gotten through screwing up the planet. And I found all those years ago that, yeah, I'll read some dark and dismal stories, but you know, these are the stories that really excited me because we were, we were trying to protect something worthwhile as opposed to, damn, we've screwed up, and now here comes another fight. So when I was thinking about that, I jump forward to, I just finished watching the first season of Picard, which is what? another, Picard, P-I-C. Oh, yeah, Picard, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, right. You know, which is another spinoff of the lucrative licensing deal that is Star Trek, right? And um, unlike all of the other Star Trek series, you know, Picard is told through, you know, the old Admiral's POV, so he's lived through those exciting years and those battles and encounters and all that. And Picard's character always was a diplomat more than a, than a soldier. And so he, he hasn't changed that way. But here comes a great threat, you know. And, of course, it's the future where Earth did survive and, and make it and all that. But we've screwed up going out into space. And some of those screw-ups screw have come back to bite us on the butt. And here comes Picard and a ragtag crew of, re of, of leftovers who are going to try and make a difference. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed the old feel of Star Trek, you know, here we come to save the day, but I like the fact that they were acknowledging, you know, we weren't perfect. Um, the, the original series, Earth, Earth had gotten it all together, and now we were out in the universe solving everybody else's problems, except Kirk every now would cross the line. But here and, and since, through some of the Star Trek storylines and different incarnations, they've begun to say, you know what, okay, yeah, we survived a lot of our garbage, which is a stronger word for that, but, you know, we're, we don't have it all together, and we're going to screw up here and there, and they do, and there's duplicity in this and that. I like that Picard, the series, dealt with that in a certain way and told good character stories about broken people or people who who are lost and and finding their way together to form a unit that could actually represent the best of what we can be coming from different places and different upbringing. So these kind of you know to me the Picard kind of approach. Some of the other shows that are looking forward into the future of humanity, uh, giving us hope, reminding us that. We have made it through dark times. We have made it through negative experiences and great threats. And what were we, you know, striving to accomplish? What were we fighting for? It was a better, saner life. It was a life where we, as a people, could exist. And yes, there's still need for improvement and growth and fairness and honesty and all that. But we can move towards that. We can work towards that. There is still hope. And I think what you and I were talking about last week and, and earlier uh, before we started recording is that well, that's, that's what we need now. We need 
more stories that remind us of what we are fighting for, and that is a better future and a world in which we all can coexist and deal with whatever challenges come along more as a whole unit rather than as fragmented sections or pieces. And what we uh, and and what we're capable of. I think we need a bunch of that. Yeah, yeah. More more honestly represented too. Because another thing that comes through some of the the more current stories in both books and film is the strength of people of color, other races, women. All of these things are getting a, a more spotlight shown on them. I think I think it needs to become more the norm than the unusual or the unique or the standout, but we're starting to see more individual, diverse representations standing side by side to save the day. And we need to be reminded that's what we do. You know, I've often said that one of the reasons that I think it was hard in the past to, to really conquer this country, you know, whatever people may think of it, is because there are so many different types of people here. Sure. You know, I mean, that that to me is a strength, not a weakness. You know, the, 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 to separate weakens us. And, and what's the point? <laughs> really, what is the point? We exist as United States of America almost in defiance of the way the rest of the world is. I mean, Europe is a collection of different countries, you know, Africa collection of different countries, uh, South America, collection of different countries, United States, we are really a bunch of different countries. <laughs> we really are. We decide, nah, let's just all be one. We'll, we'll unite. And um, if we're going to unite, we, I mean, we have to get to it. We've only been at it about what? Well, you're coming on what? 250 years? Is all yeah, yeah. We're still, we're still, <laughs> we're still toddlers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, but yeah. yeah. 250 yeah. years in, maybe it's time to just give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. It's uh, so, so let me it's ask. A great you, what, time what, to write. What are what are some of the positive stories or writers or voices? that you've encountered just maybe, hey, let's let's be daring in 2020, despite everything else. What were some of the positive, uh, what's some of the positive material that you've come across? Let's see, there's um, one collection called Both Sides and it's a collections of stories, a collection of stories told from uh, Latinx authors uh, on both sides of the border between the United States and Mexico. That was really cool. Mm. Um, there's a couple of others. If you give me a minute, I'll go and get them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, I will. I will say that I've noticed uh, several groups popping up on social media. Um, uh, groups in uh, of writers um, uh, who are either enjoying a particular genre, and yet you've got different types of people coming together to put together stories. Uh, or you have um, certain groups that are very specifically for uh, diversity or of a particular culture and saying, here are the voices that, that we want to, to put out into the world and share. And I think, <clears throat> pardon me, I know that there's a couple of projects that are happening, one of which I'm a part of and I'm not supposed to talk about, so I won't talk about it, uh, identifying names and things like that. But hopefully, like, you know, see, today is, is November 15th. 
hopefully within the next couple of weeks uh, on this show and, and other places, you'll hear about one particular property that I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough and blessed enough to contribute a piece to that will be out there on the market and I think speaks up to some of the, the good work that's, that's coming forth. Uh, I also know from some of my students uh, in the, the Go Right For It group, uh, some of the people also that I am uh, fortunate enough to work with as a consultant or a coach, that they're working on different types of positive projects, either uh, fictional stories where, where people overcome certain scenarios that are very tricky or stressful. And I have something that's very unusual, um, completely out of the fiction realm, and again, can't talk about it more specifically, but someone is putting together a show that's going to be helpful in the health arena and the dietary health arena, and it involves other countries. And I'm very excited about that as well. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, I can't say, oh, they're writing the next, you know, major uh, Avengers movie or the next major drama to, to, to hit the silver screen, but there are people working on some great projects that are crossing all kinds of lines and their stories are very positive. And I think that's necessary. I really do, yet again, say it again, say it again. I think hope and positivity and creativity right. go hand in hand forward. Marilyn. I've got a few for you. Now remember, okay. I, uh, looking at crime. While you were, you were digging through the treasures there. Yeah, I, I ran, got a few. There's a few others that I'm just gonna do for memory, but. Um, I've been doing, looking at uh, horror and uh, crime because of what I'm teaching in school, right? Okay. Um, and I've been looking for diverse. So, um, crimes. He's teaching in school. There are two, yeah, there are two books. Um, one is called Graveyard Smash. And you, you did the mush. You did the graveyard. Okay, right. Okay. Graveyard Smash, and there's one about her wings. I forget exactly the title, but they're both put out through uh, Women in Horror, and they were both put out this year. And there's uh, great voices in there. Um, I'm not gonna be able to pronounce this well. Paquet tu lo sepas, which oh, is wow. stories to benefit the people of Puerto Rico, and that was edited by Angel Luis Colon. And great, great stuff. So we'll put that name. If, since he couldn't pronounce it, we'll put that name in the comments box or somewhere so you can yeah, read. Yeah, I just I'll, I'll do the hashtag. Go find it yourself. Um, right. Richie Narvaez. Uh, this is one of his big ones, Hipster Death Rattle. That came out a couple of years ago, but he's done, um, uh, he, he did this year, um, uh, Holly Hernandez and the Death of Disco, which is like a, a YA type uh, yeah. uh, uh, mysteries told in uh, like the late 70s, you know. And then uh, Noir Rican, which is noir stories told with a Latin flavor. And uh, I'm w I got that pre-ordered, so I'm waiting that. But that's 2020. Somewhere, somewhere on 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 YouTube, folks. If you look for Barnes and Noble uh, interviews with readers, I'm sorry, with writers, uh, he was interviewed along with uh, three other writers, uh, two right. of them black women, do, and, they, and they were all talking about YA and children's books uh, of color. Yes, go ahead. Who was uh, Gordy in um, Star Trek: Next Generation? Oh, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton wrote, read, you know, he's got the podcast where he reads stories. Yeah. He read one of Richie's a couple of episodes ago. Beautiful. So you can hear that story as well. Where's right. it? Where, where, that's LeVar Burton's actual podcast. Is that the name of it? 
uh, Valar, I think it's called Lavar Burton Reads Stories. I think that's the name of the podcast. That, that's pretty simple. We, we should be able to find that. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Um, is it the Valerie Plame or Heather Grant? I guess Valerie Plame. Um, yeah, uh, one of these one of these women uh, came at me at a uh, Zoom uh, meeting. But despite that, this is a great collection. It's called uh, Shattering Glass. I I asked a question to get the panel back onto where is noir going? Where you know where crimes fiction going? And um, I said, you know, with Black Lives Matter and COVID and all this sort of stuff, um, where do you think fiction is going? And she said that you would even equate Black Lives Matter with COVID. They are not both diseases. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but luckily, luckily, the host was like, no, no, no. He's just trying to put, we were all talking about the 30s and 40s and 50s, and he's trying to push us to back to the name of this panel, which is, you know. But um, I had already ordered this book before, you know, before the uh, uh, attack. So, you know, I started reading it and there's great stories in there as well. Um, I've got a couple other, uh, Gambino Iglesias. This is uh, Coyote songs, but he's, he's uh, outspoken on Twitter and he's producing stuff all the time. So uh, he's someone to check out. Great, great stuff, fearless writing. Um, and then these two, I just picked up. They're not necessarily from this year, but her Body and Other Parties. These are stories by Carmen Maria Machado, and it was a National Book Award finalist. Lovely. And then, And Her Smile Will Untether the Universe by Gwendolyn Christie. Christie, K-I-S-T-E. So uh, you want to know new voices, you know, uh, stuff you where things are. Dream of Electric Sheep. That, that, her title made me think of that title. So that's a very... Oh, Philip K. Dick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I I have still to read hers. I haven't read hers yet, but they are highly recommended. And um, I'm sorry, Voices of the Last Couple of Years. I'm sorry to huh? cut. Repeat her title again, because I just threw somebody else's on top of it. I didn't mean to do that, but it just made me think. And Her Smile Will Untether the Universe. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Great, great title. Great title. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to her. But as far as, you know... Um, Stuff that's turning the corner or stuff that... And this is, you know, horror or, and or crime, depending on which book mm -hmm. I held up. But um, my point is that different voices are being able to say it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to compete with the different voices. I'm okay with that. You know, but uh, just to be able to hear them. And more importantly for me, to be able to share uh, stuff that represents the, the kids in my class, you know. Yeah, no. I, you know, I remember something, and again, you know, as a writer, you collect experiences. You collect your own, you collect other people's, because that's, that's again, that's the pool you, you go to drink from when you go to do your stories. And I'm reminded, of, as you were talking about, this, this wonderful cornucopia of, of different voices and things, people from different backgrounds. I'm remembering myself in elementary school, and the very first, I can still see the classroom, the very first little mini event that we did in the classroom, which I don't hear much about anymore. I don't know if schools still do this on that level. It's called a tasting party. Did you ever have one of those in your school? No. I get the no, no, no. What are you on? Uh, <laughs> you know, 
a tasting party, which was when, again, this was when you're very young in, in elementary school, kids would go home to their family, their, their parents, and okay, let me be sexist for a moment because this is the way it was. You go home to your mom or your grandmom or your aunt, and you ask them to prepare a dish from that culture, from oh, that yeah. family history. National and, Day or Culture Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the tasting party. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just breaking it down for you, bro. It was, it was back in the day, you know? So we would, you would bring in these samples. And I remember being one of maybe three or four kids who tried everything. Right. Because to me, it was like, oh, oh, and, and what's this? And what's this? And then there would be certain kids that would not even go near the table. Yeah. Everything looked different, you know? So to me, you know, it's, it's, I'm the same kid. I'm just trying different different banquets now. But well, I think and when as you, you can see with this, I've been at a two year tasting party with stories. Yeah. And authors, no, but know. this this is the thing. You 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 are open to discovery. To discovery. Now, if you try something you don't like it, okay. You tried it. You didn't like it. Move on. That's cool. But if you judge that it has no value before you ever hear it or read it, or see it, then you're shutting yourself off, really. Right. You know, that, that's really it, because who knows what that might add to your life. Well, so recently, I'm going to add one more author, recently. Wait, hold on, hold on. Party. add one more author. Chris, you're going to add one more? There's one more, always one more. Always one more. Recently, I finished reading Black Top Wasteland by S.A. Cosby, and he's a, uh, talk about skyrocketing, up-and-coming, African-American uh, uh, writer, and uh, man, that book is fantastic. fantastic. What's the premise? Um, well, you know, he's an African-American guy, and he, they're in, uh, um, I think it's West Virginia or, or, or Virginia or something like that, um, so it's not in a, a, you know, they're all small town stuff, mm -hmm. um, and he was in the life, and he got out of the life. He's um, his particular gift is he can handle a car than anybody in the state, maybe mm -hmm. the surrounding three, four states. But he's out of life, and he's got a garage and a repair, auto repair, and he's struggling to make that work. But some big, uh, big auto repair place opened up down the block. You know, a couple of white people, and uh, all the business is going there, and. There's a chance for him to do a little driving. It all takes off from there. Ah. Whether he should or shouldn't, how his wife feels about it, how this, how that, you know, flashbacks to his father and how that life affected him. And to a guy who wound up being kind of a, a godfather, uncle, surrogate father, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's all mixed in and out with all that stuff and, and a fascinating continuing uh, ratcheting up of tension and pace, much you know, like a car chase. You right. know? <laughs> I, you know. Again, I want to uh, again hit that button again about positivity. Uh, I won't name the series. As I said, Chris is a book guy. I'm more of the film and TV guy. But I, I won't name the series just because I don't want to become about the series. There's a storyline where these, uh, and again, African American characters. Uh, these two young men grow up in the same neighborhood, same, you know, in this particular neighborhood, the same sort of negative influences. 
and one of them goes total thug and total total criminal and winds up in their adult life in prison and he's going to be in there he's not coming out again and his son who was very young when he went in growing up and influenced by some of the things that happened to to his father and then to him also starts to go that route the other guy grew up and became a police officer and never lost track of the folks he grew up with never lost track of his connection to that community and keeps going back to his friend saying look you got to step up talk to your son because he's on the same path as you and look where you wound up and at first the father gives gives up after a while you, you know he tries but basically he says you know what maybe this is the only life my son's got so i'm going to teach him to be the best that he can be i'm going to let him learn from my experiences so he'll survive it better and his buddy's going no that's not the only choice he has you got to step up long story short is there comes a, a, a crucial point in the young man's life where it's going to be life or death and he has he's in the position to take a life and completely send himself down that pit down the same pit in the same situation his father's going to be in and the father does step up and says you know says to the cop he says look you made it work not everybody can do that but you got to help my kid you know because yeah as his father i don't want him in here with me for the rest of his life and so the way the story eventually turned with with some challenges is that the cop becomes like in effect an uncle and the big question the big the big promise the father asked his cop friend to make is show him other options and so they start you know hit the cop's whole thing is to get the boy to look at the world in a larger view don't assume because this is where you came from this is all you get to see and it moves forward from there you know you're going to tell us all that story and not tell us the title i'm not going to because i know what the title will do and i i don't know we're 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 finished talking you've made your point you know no 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 no. i'll tell you after the show i'll tell you after anybody really wants to know can write in and so everybody everybody who uh listened to that like i did and said man i got to know you just send in comments and say, come on, Alex, just write that. Come on, Alex. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they really want to know. But th- I'm just saying that you can even take that. And, and, and again, I, I had a friend who went the wrong way. And I know what happened to him. And so that story resonated with me a lot when I watched it. And, and it's, it's, you know, the positivity is, yes, I was able to to look at that and go, I know people who went both routes, and, and I'm glad to see that father step up and say, yeah, save my son. Yep. You, know, you know, that's that's what's necessary. As opposed to, yep, another criminal, yep, another this. And no, no, that's not the only way. It's not. So anyway, I'm sorry. I went off on my own thing there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to, I'm going to move to another point for us. And um, when we're talking about positivity and we're talking about, you know, we should try and make an effort towards positive stories or positivity in stories. It doesn't mean it has to be, you know, the traditional happy ending, you know. Right. You don't have to ride off into the sunset or, you know, well, they got married and they lived happily ever after. That's right. What we're talking really Can't about is hope, hope, hope that there's a way to move forward, hope for the planet, hope for the uh, uh, people interacting, hope for whatever it is that you're, you know, in the process of writing about, you know? 
give us hope. I think that uh, I think they're whatever the genre, people are hungry for being able to continue on. You know, it's been a long time. You know, we've been asked to limit our lives since March, right? March 13th is when we in this country went in. By the way, there's a guest star today. Did you just see that? Yeah, it was nice that he kissed you, too. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was Silvio. He's my naive. Come over and give me a kiss. Hey, Bazzani, give me a kiss. So, uh, everyone's so has a job it. around there, doesn't he? Silvio, because, I mean, you got Silvio, yeah, Silvio is the managing editor of my uh, publishing company, Seamus and Nunzio Productions. So, what he's kindly saying is that uh, I'm glad that you're doing this show. Well, you, yeah. got, you, owe me, you owe me pages. You owe me pages. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, Silvio? I know. He's looking right at me saying, Nils, listen, bro. Well, you know, but, I can take I can take him seriously right up until he starts licking his fur. Then I'm I'm curious. You know, it's like, are you serious? You know? Well, you know. He starts hacking up those hairballs, then I'm I'm going, you know, not quite the same respect, you know. As people in publishing have done worse. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, you're saying, Chris. I, I was saying that, you know, you can be looking at whatever your genre is, whatever the tone is, but looking to make sure you include moments of humanity. Or when you're re-editing, you're looking and saying, are these people, do, you know, are they flat around? Do we have some dimension? Even the, the you know, the one and done moments are those cliches. And then, you know, I, I talked about... Um, in, in the session I talked about, there are a couple of stereotypes in one of the cop books because it's representative of New York City. And what I meant by that is not a racial stereotype, a New York City stereotype, you know? Um, Gunnar and uh, Mallory go and they interview a, a series of uh, either resources or possible witnesses and each, each one of those uh, have to had to represent a different aspect of New York City for me. You know, uh, I played against the stereotype when Mallory and Gunner go into what used to be Mallory's favorite record store, but now, of course, you know, as they're getting older, there's a little geezer element is now a completely different store, serving a completely different community because the community has changed. Mm -hmm. And uh, they go in and they don't. It's not the scared. You know, you know, in the 40s or 50s, uh, you would get a step it and fetch it type character. You know, yes, sir, no, sir. And this guy is, he is legit. He knows he's legit. He knows all his stuff is proper, entertaining no guff <laughs> from these cops. And, you know, that's a New York attitude, you know? Someone else who there's chaos going all around. And all he wants is his lotto ticket. He doesn't care about all the craziness going on, the arguing, the yelling, the screaming. Hey, can I get my lotto tickets right now? Um, and uh, we have a couple of burnouts. We have, uh, you know, uh, a, um, how can we say, uh, a woman who is much more forward uh, because this is, you know, modern women. You know, this is not the damsel in distress. Yeah, yes. We have uh, we have a person in the squad room, and she tells Gunner to get his crap together and get his own answer his own phone calls. You know, 
because we, you know, we're not going to do the stereotype of the um, the nice little secretary. You know, this this lady's a detective. She's got her own stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by those little moments. You yeah. know, we don't we don't wave the flag of here's a hopeful moment. You just put them in there and let people have agency. I guess that's what we were talking about. So before we close out here, um, final recommendations, any tips, any anything you want to say to round off what we've uh, spoken about today so far? I mean, none of this stuff should be handled in your first draft, right? In the first draft, you just let fly, you know, whatever's happening, happening. But this, we're talking about, you know, your second pass or third pass. Now you're starting to look at the nuances. You know, and uh, ultimately, what is the ending? You know, a matter of fact, on a, a simple rebellion, someone said they wanted. Um, they said I wanted one more chapter with the tone of the very last sentence, <laughs> which is pretty interesting, you know. Um, and that's a that's a good thing to think about when you. All right, so uh, where's the tone ending? Where, where are you leaving the reader? Yeah. You know? Are you further bumming the reader out, or is there a satisfaction that they can walk away from? You know, there's yeah. no rainbows in uh, Blacktop Wasteland, but you close that book satisfied. You know, gotcha, gotcha. I would, I would say also um, one of the things that that makes me hopeful is, uh, I, I again, people who watch, listen to the show rather know that I, I teach uh, at the New York Film Academy. And a lot of the students there are from different countries and different age ranges. Um, but, you know, I have a group right now that I'd say the majority of them are in their 20s and they're from different places. And I've got a story about a coming to America kind of story. Someone who comes with their own preconceptions about what's proper lifestyle, what's proper food, what's proper this, what's proper that. And having to stay in this particular neighborhood in Brooklyn and being, you know, very uncomfortable and then some, you know, some unpleasant stuff happens and it only sort of reinforces their attitude until other people in the community show kindness. And then this person has to recognize there's yin and yang and everything. Uh, there's another couple of stories which are more metaphysical coming from these students, but again, are looking at our inner demon versus the outer demons and how sometimes if we can connect with the right people, we can face the demons together and we can we can get through another day. So, you know, there's other stories like this and um, including one that's very, very comical and involves, you know, uh, people selling milk on the corner. Um, I won't explain any further than that, but I'll simply say that letting these young writers really use their own lens to speak about the world that they're, they're living in. And, and again, all of them right now experiencing COVID in, to various degrees. Uh, it's refreshing to see where they're going. It's refreshing to see them even deal with race or religion or politics or whatever in a way that says, you know, uh, if I've got to put on my, my, my boxing gloves and deal with it, I'll do it that way. But there's still some humanity here. And that's what I want to show. That's what I want to see. So I would say everybody needs to just, you know, maybe take five minutes every day and remind yourself that um, there is good in the world. You know, maybe you didn't see it or maybe you should be the one to make it happen. Uh, but it is there. And as writers, as creatives, our job is to reflect, yeah, 
we're going to reflect life, and it's going to have ups and downs, positives and negatives. But don't feel that we only should represent the negatives. That the thing that we should be churning out now is is stuff that agitates us and makes us feel hopeless. I think we all need hope. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you were just listening to Alex Simmons, who proved once again today that he is truly an international man of mystery. Dropping story hints and not telling you names and not telling you what happens. Yes, he is interesting, interesting and international man of mystery. The one and only Alex Simmons. And leaving us with positivity because we are positively, positively curious as to where those stories are. We're going to go and find out. That's right. That's there right. There you go. And so, apply the same kind of positivity when you tell your damn story. That's what I say. That's what I say. I hear you. Chris, as yeah, always, pleasure. Take care, buddy. Bye, pleasure. everybody. My honor. Thank you again there, all the people who are in the class. And everybody, peace. Be careful. The numbers are going up. Be safe.